Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? We are back at it on this Monday. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from Studio B on Airline Drive at the world headquarters of the Saints and Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. Daniel Salerson is our producer and engineer today here in Studio B. And we have a packed show for you on this Monday. It, this feels right. This feels normal. Uh, being back in the Studio B and having Saints fans at practice on the practice fields here. Um, don't get me wrong. The Greenbrier in West Virginia was great. Um, but it'll be nice to have this week here. Uh, in the heat and the humidity with the fans, and uh, we started to see it yesterday. The fans were here to start the practice week on Sunday afternoon, and the uh, comments from the, I guess, grandstands were much different than what we heard in West Virginia. Um, certainly felt, I don't know, not awkward, but, uh, well, interesting. And interesting here, though, it seems normal. You get my drift. Anyway, we should have another good crowd today uh, at Saints practice Practice is actually going to go on as we finish up the show today. And so you'll look for a post-practice report on NewOrleansSaints.com or on your Saints mobile app via the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap um, as we uh, kind of put together Black and Blue Report for you today. The same will go for tomorrow. It runs at the same time as the Saints practice, which is now an 11 a.m. practice here on this Monday, tomorrow on Tuesday, and then on Thursday, all of it open to the public, weather permitting. With that being said, though, there's still a lot of stuff that we're going to cover today uh, that has um, something to do with practice today, but is more geared toward what we saw at the start of the week yesterday and uh, looking back at the preseason game this past Friday night against the Tennessee Titans. To help us do that will be Jonathan Stinchcomb, the uh, analyst on the Cox Sports Television broadcast of Saints preseason football. Stinch, as he usually is on Mondays during the preseason, is here to help us look back on the game and take away the right things. Kenny Vaccaro had a big, big game, I thought, on Friday. Uh, as big as you can get in a preseason game, I guess. But there's no doubt what what lies ahead for Vaccaro. And we'll catch up with him on today's Black and Blue Report. Then a very special guest, ESPN's Frank Caliendo, has uh, come by the, the uh, Saints facility here this week 
and was gracious enough to entertain us for the Black and Blue Report. It's yours today. And Jeff Withy will join us on his way to his workouts today on the NBA side for the Pelicans across the parking lot at their beautiful facility. So, as we mentioned, we have a full, full show for you today. Stinchcomb, Vaccaro, Caliendo, and Withy here all from Studio B in New Orleans. So I don't want to go on too much further other than I want to note that it was good to see Drew Brees in full participation yesterday at practice. Today will tell us a lot more as they're in full pads, but at the moment we expect Drew to play and play significant time on Saturday at Indianapolis. Also may get Jarris Bird back full go for practice today, and it sure was great to see Ben Grubbs and Jari Evans practicing again with the ones on the Saints offensive line. So as much as we kind of gloomed and doomed, I guess, a little bit, a win on Friday at the Superdome with the penalties and everything else, there are a lot of positive things going on. I think this is a big, big week for the Saints, and I'm really, really looking forward to practice and sharing those uh, observations with you as we get toward uh, Saturday and that third and very important preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts. Keep all that in mind. Otherwise, enjoy the show today, and we'll start it off with John Stinchcomb in just a moment. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Monday, and it is a Monday after a preseason game. And so as it has become a custom uh, our custom, rather, is uh, John Stinchcomb joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. John, of course, the color analyst for the preseason telecast on Cox Sports Television, and two now are in the books. Saints beat the Titans at home on Friday night, but John Stinchcomb, it didn't feel like the team won after we all left the building on Friday. Uh, the coach was not real happy. The game was choppy, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on how it all went down. Well, I think that's preseason, and I think that's Coach Payton uh, maximizing on an opportunity. It's an opportunity to um, get the guys to focus and, and realize that the separation between uh, playing at a high level and a game that can fall apart is, is pretty minimal in the NFL. So anytime you have 20-plus penalties, um, there's plenty. There's so many corrections that can be made, and it makes for a good work week, really. So um, Coach Payton has said numerous times that, you know, he, he likes to create a crisis mode, and he doesn't have to create one this time around. Despite a win and a lot of positive things, uh, you keep bringing up those 20-plus penalties, and 
um, it, it really should equate to a, a more focused group. And uh, what better time than heading into the, the, arguably the most important preseason game in game number three? I understand, Stinch, you know, coaches want to take advantage of the situation. And I'm not trying to – I don't want it, that to be misconstrued. Um, but use the opportunity to kind of either get their attention or provide, like you said, that the kind of that crisis moment even in the preseason. But when, when you have that many penalties and a good number of them are pre-snap or whatever, does it, does it cloud the ability to use the game film as a tool for moving forward, or is it hard to gain anything out of that kind of a game? No, I, I think it enhances it, really. Um, across the league, penalties are up in preseason. And, and we know why the, the points of emphasis are really going to change the way that the game has been played recently, especially with the, the contact down the field between receivers and DBs and hands to the face from both the offensive and defensive line. So just those two categories is going to be an adjustment for players, both veteran and uh, some of your rookies and first-year guys. So those two major categories are, are going to be seen and highlighted and, and emphasized this preseason and going to increase the number of penalties. Um, with that said, it's an adjustment that players need to make and will make. It's, it's nothing that's going to uh, prevent DBs from covering wide receivers and it's not going to prevent uh, defensive linemen from, from rushing the passer. So it's just an adjustment, and that's all it is. And better to see it now in preseason game number one and two than regular season game one and two where you're making midstream adjustment and, and for games that, that count uh, to whether you're in a good situation for the playoffs at the end of the year. Former Saints offensive lineman and Super Bowl champion Jonathan Stinchko with us here on the Black and Blue Report. All right, John, let's move past the penalties. What were your biggest takeaways from preseason game number two? Uh, well, I, I think the safety play was was – Remarkable. Um, starting with Kenny Vaccaro, I think he he had a lot more buzz last year, and maybe that he's been somewhat overshadowed by some additions and uh, the play of some other defensive stars and Cam Jordan and, and the emergence of Junior Gallette. But on that back end, we're not talking about Jarrett Bird, and part of that is that he's not playing. But Kenny Vaccaro showed up in a, in a big way. For a second-year player, He's playing at a really high level and is creating turnovers, and that's a point of emphasis for the defense. So got to be excited about, about his play and what he's bringing to the table and the uh, proposition of, of Bird and Vaccaro on the back end. That's, that seems pretty daunting. Might be one of the best safety duos in the NFL once it really comes to fruition and they get their timing with one another and so forth. That's a, that's a big plus in my mind. On the other side of the ball, um, the play of Mark Ingram, he caught some passes. He's running well out of the backfield. And just another game where he's trying to trying to put his stamp on this offense and carve out a bigger role, and uh, you can see that every time he gets an opportunity. So uh, I think both those guys are trying to make that leap from being really good players to the next level and the next step up for the team. Is a game like the one Joe Morgan had on Friday enough to lock in a position, or does it take more than one night of good football? Oh, I'll tell you, it's, it's going to take more. But that is what you have to show. Joe Morgan is a guy that, what does he bring to the table? Who, who, what, what role will he fill? He's a, 
field stretcher. He's a guy that you have to respect his feet, speed. He, he has arguably been the fastest guy on that team for a number of years now, and he's coming off a knee injury. So does he still have that top-end speed? And what he showed on Friday night is that absolutely he does. And that's what will keep him around um, and give him an opportunity to, to be a big addition to that Saints offense is uh, stretching the field and, and getting those deep balls. And he's one of those guys that reminds me of a, of a Devery Henderson. You know, he's, his, his average of per reception is going to be fairly ridiculous because most of what he does is, is he's trying to stretch it. He's trying to pull those cornerbacks off the line of scrimmage, and he's trying to make sure those safeties have to play deep. So his his per or yard per catch is going to be really high for um, every game that that he contributes. John, after watching the two quarterbacks, and I'm referring to Ryan Griffin and Luke McCown, after watching them now for two games in which they took the majority of the snaps, um, are you ready to say that one is ahead of the other in this race for the backup spot? I'm not. I think. The coaches will have a much better grasp of um, what's going on in those meeting rooms, what they see on a, on a practice basis. Um, from from where we sit during these preseason games, both players have played well. They've done more than just manage the offense. They've made some good adjustments in the field and, and been able to move the pocket. And, uh, you know, for Griffin, his comfort level is noticeable from last year to this year, the improvement of uh, – how he's conducting that offense and where he's moving and how his eyes are progressing um, through through the receivers. So it's encouraging. I think, you know, once again, I'll say it, that those are two guys that you don't want to see come regular season. But if you need them, um, I, I think you can have confidence in whichever direction management goes that um, I think both those guys are, are ready to step in and, and uh do more than an adequate job if they're called upon. John Stinchcomb with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Let me throw one right in your wheelhouse here. Uh, the good news with regard to the offensive line is that Ben Grubbs and Jari Evans are back in the practice field this week. It looks like full go. But in the last couple of weeks, their absences allowed us to watch a few different things with regard to the offensive line. Rate that group for me and share with me your observations about what the uh, offensive line group has looked like through the first couple of weeks here um, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised that there wasn't a major drop off um, in just overall production and play from that offensive group and I think that speaks volumes for, for Coach Ingles and his ability to get players ready and step in well, with that said you're talking about two Pro Bowl guards Jari Evans and Ben Grubbs are, are not your average starter these are superior players so you add them back into the mix, and it's it's going to be a big boost for that offense. Uh, both have been in the system a number of years. Jari, this is this is nine for him. So it's not a matter of you know uh, is he going to be able to pick right up where he left off from a mental capacity? Well, he he knows the offense as well as any player in, in the room there. So for both those guys, it's just a matter of getting their bodies in a position where where they're ready to go physically. Um, and, and that just comes with the, the reps that they're going to get these next couple of weeks. But it's going to be a boost. Uh, it, both of them bring a, a physicality and a, and a veteran presence to that offensive group. And uh, I'll be honest, uh, with the tackle play and, and the battle you got at center, 
it's it's looking to be a really really strong group for the Saints. John, one more thing before I let you go. You know, the third preseason game. I think most fans realize that this is the big one, and they've heard Drew Brees say that this is, you know, this is the really the last dress rehearsal before the regular season. So I think most fans are kind of clued in as to what the third preseason game is all about. Can you can you add something though? to the conversation that, that isn't commonly talked about or you think is worth noting about preseason game number three? Well, it's, it's closest to game, uh, to a regular regular game, in that a lot of your starters are going to play well into the second half. But you're still talking about a number of guys that are trying to make the team and carve out roles. So, it's not like it, everything's set in stone and, and it's a regular season game and then you have this huge drop-off in game number four. Um, w- whether you're talking about the running backs trying to figure out, you know, who, who's getting the carries, who's getting the, the snaps in a regular season game, but that's a big decision. And it's more than just a uh, close-to-game speed dress rehearsal for, this, for the Saints. It's um, a lot of guys for one more opportunity to make that impression of one, one, I belong on this team and I, I bring something to the table. And uh, for some other guys, it's, I, I need a role. I need a big role. And I'll, I'll bring up Mark Ingram again. It's these running backs that, um, you know, Coach Payton has the utmost confidence in the passing game. So you have to give him a reason to not call a pass play. And that, that goes for not only Ingram, but, uh, Robinson, Pierre Thomas, and, and Cadet, in that uh, you, you got to show that it's not a play wasted and, and taking the ball out of Drew's hands, and um, it, it's, it's going to be productive. So that's just one example of, of what this game means more than just a, a big dress rehearsal. It's guys trying to carve out roles, and uh, the same applies to the defense. Stinch, I'll be honest, I'm going to miss you this week. Um... I'm not sure how I'm going to cope, but uh, I'll look forward to next week when I see you again for preseason game number four. Well, distance does make the heart grow fonder, Sean. So uh, I do look forward. It's been fun. I, I've enjoyed uh, being up in the booth with you and Joel, and um, I, I can't wait for game number four. Yeah, no, that'll be great. It'll be a week from Thursday at the Dome against the Baltimore Ravens. Otherwise, uh, we'll all be watching the national telecast this weekend uh, when the Saints travel to Indianapolis. Have a good week, my friend, and I appreciate your time as always. You too. Sounds good. I'll, uh, I'll catch you next week. John Stinchcomb with us here on the Black and Blue Report. All right, still to come, master impersonator, comedian, and ESPN personality Frank Caliendo on today's show. We'll talk about NBA a little bit later. But up next, Stinch mentioned him, Kenny Vaccaro. He'll be our next guest here on the Black and Blue Report. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at shreveport bossierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, and your Pelicans have been working throughout the offseason to take this team to the next level. Ticket plans for the 2014-15 season are on sale now. 
there's a variety of packages for all fans, featuring half-season and 12-game options, including the ever-popular weekend plan that averages a couple of games a month. Packages start as low as $185. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and take flight with your Pelicans today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Kenny Vicaro's next up with us on the Black and Blue Report for this Monday. Of course, Kenny and I are speaking after practice on Sunday. So maybe I should just ask you about your first practice back in Metairie and how did it feel today? Oh, man, it was hot, man. It was hot and humid. It's definitely, definitely different than being in West Virginia, but um, we survived. We survived our first one. The difference, uh, help fans understand what the difference is between what practicing up in the mountains there, or the smaller mountains, as opposed to what you endure here. The air is just a lot more crisp. Here it's just so humid. So today, I don't know how hot it was, 81, 86. That feeling there is it's cool. It's cool. Guys are in sweats and long, long sleeve shirts, so it's all good, man. You're young, so I can't imagine it's going to take you too many days to get back used to it again, right? Yeah, I just need one practice to sweat it all out, and uh, I'll be ready to go tomorrow. How would you think you went on a Friday against the Titans when you look back on it now? I think it was a good performance. Uh, I think I, I got – as a, t- as a defense or me? You, just you, yeah. I, th- I think I got things correct, but um, it was one of my more better performances, and I'm just looking to build on that. We were looking at your defense as a whole on Friday mm-hmm. and starting to see kind of the payoff of ball hawking during practice okay. and whatnot. Did you did you feel some sense of reward for paying attention to that detail? Yeah, definitely. I think Rob Ryan has been preaching uh, run to the ball and good things will happen all off season. And I, I think you could tell during the game guys were hustling and uh, creating turnovers. So uh, it definitely paid off. Have you noticed a difference in the way that you play now as opposed to a year ago at this time? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the game's kind of in slow motion for me. It's compared to last year, mm-hmm. at least. My head was on a swivel last year. Everything was going fast. But th- this year it's really slowed down, being it's my second year in the scheme. Is there is there still something that doesn't seem quite comfortable? You seem to play very well close <laughs> to the ball. And yeah. now you seem even better in space a little bit. Is that is that just because of experience? Uh, yeah, I think it's just repetition. Like, like I was saying earlier in training camp, my whole college career, I played straight nickel, um, not not much safety. But now I've got a lot of reps at safety, playing deep, playing the intermediate routes, playing uh, close to the ball. So it's just all about reps. The position group's been a bit dinged up, to say the least. What, what's been the residual effect, you think, of, of having a couple of guys that have been able to go full participation? Are you saying? Let just me... like, you know, Jarris and Champ haven't been able oh, yeah. to go, P-Rob not be able to go. I mean, how, what, what kind of an effect has that had on the group? It's, it's had a little effect, but like, we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of guys, young guys that can play, and uh, they're still coaching. They're coaching us while they're not, while they're not practicing, and uh, we just got to keep pushing. Is Vinny Sinceri trying to be Kenny Vaccaro of a year ago with the way he's running around at practice? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he's, he's walking around with a little bit too much swag. Nah, but uh, Vinny's a good player. And uh, he made a lot of plays for us the other night. And it was good to see his progression from game one to game two. Help us understand what this way, what this week is going to be like at camp. What what phase are we in? Preseason game number three coming mm-hmm. up. Give us kind of the inside look as to what this week means. I think it's going to be more game-like this week. I think that third game, you leave your starters in a, a lot longer, probably through the third quarter. And uh, you, you treat this like it's a, like an in-season game. So we're going to be game-playing a little bit and uh, preparing to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not push the stop button, the pause button, or whatever your device is working for our podcast today. Don't you go anywhere. Coming up next, a very entertaining visit with Frank Caliendo, formerly of Fox, now of ESPN. Um, You know him as the impersonator who does John Gruden, John Madden, and about 50 others. I have a feeling he'll cover about 20 of his characters in the next five minutes when we visit with him next. 
At the Auctioneer Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues with a man that you may not necessarily recognize his regular voice because it seems he's always doing somebody else's voices, and that's Frank Galliendo. Frank, first of all, welcome to New Orleans. Hey, great to be here. You know, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to go John Gruden, maybe John Mann, or do a little Bell Kuyper Jr. Talk about the intensity that's going on here on the football field. I'll tell you what, man, he's going back and forth, and I'm not even sure what he's doing right now. I mean, that's the way it is. You know, you think you're doing one thing, and then you go another way, and then boom. I mean, all of a sudden, he's just doing it again. He didn't say anything. He's not letting you talk either, man. Let him ask the questions, man. Oh, it's good stuff. I- I'm curious as to... How you watch practice today? What personality watch practice through your eyes? Two words, Rob Ryan. And uh, most, of them I, most of the other words I can't say after watching. He's definitely, he's distinct. He, he talks around his teeth. His teeth are out there in front, and it's, uh, we got to play defense, guys. And he's moving those fingers, and that's the one part of his body that's moving the whole time. But it was really fun to watch him uh, have the guys doing some drills and stuff. It's, you, know, you see somebody on television. I'd never seen him live before. You see somebody on television, you see him live, and it's, it's a thousand times better. Just awesome to watch. You mentioned the language a little bit. Do you sometimes wish on network TV you could do some of your impressions at at full color, shall we say? Uh, you know what? I think it would be. I think it would be more fun to do a Rob Ryan uh, with the replacement words. What the fruit is going on here? What is this? This tasty cakes? What is this all about, guys? I think you gave us a little peek behind the curtain when you were talking about examining the way his tongue works with his teeth. Yeah. Is that the study that goes into trying to nail these things? A lot of it is in watching the mouth, eyes, and nose. I was watching uh, Coach Payton. And uh, very similar, some things that happen is that, you know, that look he gives, I know this isn't great for the, uh, when you don't have visuals, but with that look he gives where he's staring through somebody mm-hmm. that when you did something wrong, you maybe you had one of 22 penalties the other day. <laughs> and uh, just that look on his face, I was working on that. And I think I can, I can pull that. Sometimes it's the face, like a, like a, a 30 for 30 thing I did. I did Jim Harbaugh. I don't, I don't even have a voice for him. I just did, you know, throwing stuff around in a kid's room. And uh, same thing with uh, Bill Belichick. It's just mumbling, you know, and, and that's sometimes you just have to have a little bit of a take and you can make something funny out of it. That, that's got to be your masterpiece, the 30 for 30 piece. I, I, it's probably the thing I'm the most proud of, all time, especially in football. Uh, something that I, I never thought I would be. I, I didn't even know if I could pull it off, but it was pretty cool that it worked out that way. Who's your favorite? Who, who gives you the most joy, I guess, getting into character? Whenever they're new. 
when somebody's new, that's the most fun. Uh, you know, there's there's some that I'm working on right now. Um, you know, people really latched onto this Morgan Freeman thing since I did the uh, LeBron letter. Uh, as Morgan Freeman, here we go. We are going to be at Saints training camp today. You know, uh, but when, for, when they're new, for me, they're the most fun, definitely. Think back, and I don't know how far you want to think back. Who was the first? Who was the first one you perfected? I would say Jay Leno. I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, hey, I'd you like the natural teeth, Flamin' Arino, thing? And I think that was the, the... Then there were key ones that picked up, you know, the Madden, you know, saying things like that, talking like that, and the Bush, Charles Barkley. It's really, really crazy. When I think about everything that's going on in Saints camp, it was 255 degrees today. That's crazy. Watching Jimmy Graham... Looked like a graham cracker, knucklehead. It was heated up and ready to serve. What is traveling with Jay Glazer like? Well, you know what? I just saw him here. I didn't even know he was here. Really? I thought you all came no, together. No, I oh. just I just showed up. Uh, yeah, it just happened to be the same time. But Jay, you know, when I was at Fox working with him for years. It's unbelievable. He's all, Jay, 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 you're not going to believe what, I just, what just happened to me. That's the way it always is. The most amazing thing in the entire world just happened to me. What happened? I tied my shoe. That's it? <laughs> he makes it sound good, though. So, uh but yeah, he's 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 incredible. Although the insiders are always great. Like at ESPN, there's Adam Schefter. According to my sources, at this particular time, it appears Jimmy Graham is actually grown two inches during practice. What? I've lost count how many voices you've thrown at us in one interview here. Give us give us a little insight of what's next at ESPN and what you're kind of getting ready for here as we all get ready for our first game. Uh, you know, uh, the beginning of the year, there's a, we're going to do a, it's not going to be like the 30 for 30, but we're going to do multiple character stuff at the beginning. Uh, plenty of, I found at ESPN, it's really doing the ESPN entities, uh, making, uh, you know, having fun with their people, the people at ESPN that really works. Whereas at Fox, it was more of like entertainment based at ESPN. It's really get inside of the, you know, the, the football guys and stuff. Chris Berman, yeah, we know what's going on here. Eh, 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 okay, guys. Uh, so, uh, but it, it, I think it, Working on a couple new ones. They're not quite ready yet, but hopefully during the year, uh, get them out there. All right, Frank, one last one before I let you go here. Just because we're in New Orleans, Mike Ditka, you've got to leave us with a little Ditka before we get out of I here. I got to be honest with you. The truth is, what you're doing, you're doing a Ditka, you never finish a sentence. You start moving on to the next thing, you're not even ready for it yet. And it becomes Lou Holtz, if you understand sometimes that that's what football is all about. It becomes a little more cartoony as Lou Holtz, and then get back to Ditka, and you're just tuning up. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice, to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans.
We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Before we get out of here on this Monday, we want to touch on some NBA and Pelican stuff specifically, and we are very pleased to bring with you uh, this morning here from Studio B, Jeff Withy, second-year man for the New Orleans Pelicans. Morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. I understand you're on your way to work out, which is good news to hear, but not uh, wholly unexpected. Uh, August is that time to start tuning up, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's really exciting time of the year. You know, everybody's ready to start basketball up again and, um, you know, just try and get ready to go into training camp strong. Jeff, I'm always one of those, you know, what what a difference a year makes kind of guys. Think back to August of last year heading into your rookie season in the NBA and now this feeling you have here going into your sophomore season. How different is it? Uh, it's a lot different. You know, last year – I was really nervous, didn't really know what to expect. This year, I feel really confident going in. I feel like I finished the year pretty strong uh, last year. And so, you know, I have a lot of confidence going into this year, and I'm I'm really excited to get started. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it, you get really anxious at this time, I guess, uh, of the year just because you've been sitting out for, you know, two or three months, and you just want get, to get back to playing basketball. Jeff, I want to ask you about the summer league. You know, in talking to the coaching staff, they said that that your summer league in Las Vegas was really uh, almost um, a situation where they couldn't evaluate a whole lot because you were injured. And I didn't know a whole lot about the injury. How hurt were you in Las Vegas, and how did it affect your summer league? Yeah, I I got hurt like uh, two weeks before summer league. It was just like a, a little nagging foot injury. And uh, so it was, it was tough because I missed a lot of the training camp. And so, uh, you know, instead of going in shape like I was, I, I actually got out of shape because my foot was so hurt. And uh, it, was, it was tough. But, um, you know, at the same time, you can't control those type of things. And so just trying to, trying to get as much as I possibly could out of summer league. But it was just uh, it was definitely something that, I couldn't control, and, um, you know, uh, I, oh, well, I guess. Jeff, let, let's just let's just pretend you were healthy. What what did you want to add to your game at Summer League, and are you going to be able to accomplish that before we get to training camp? Um, I wanted to just work on my post moves. I've been working on, on them a lot this summer with uh, Coach Kevin, and uh, I feel really confident with that and how my footwork. Um, I definitely wanted to show that I was – I didn't really get to do too much uh, with that. And I also wanted to, to work on my 15-foot jump shot. Um, I was able to show that a little bit just one or, once or twice in, in a couple games. So, um, you know, there's there's plenty of time to keep on improving. And I think that, you know, once the season comes around or training camp comes around, I'll be able to, you know, show the coaches that, you know, I've been working on that. Hopefully they can get more confidence in me through that. Let me ask you about a couple of your teammates. I know you've been working with Patrick Young a little bit, whom we'll see in camp, I guess, in earnest. Um, what can you tell us about Patrick Young and how he fits into this roster? Um, he just gives us a, a strong body. Um, you know, he, he's very energetic, uh, obviously a, a very strong guy. Um, he gets a lot of offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, so he just helps us with rebounding and uh, just energy. Jeff Withy here with us on the Black and Blue Report. 
Hey, Jeff, have you watched any of the Team USA basketball stuff? Yeah, I watched the uh, I watched a couple or I watched that scrimmage, uh, the USA scrimmage, and I watched a little bit of the Brazil game. What did you think about your teammate Anthony Davis? How does he look? He looks great. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely getting better, and you know, he, he's uh, he's fun to watch. That's for sure. I just like watching him, trying to learn from him. Also, um, I'm excited for this this next upcoming year because I know that. As long as everybody stays healthy, we're going to be so we're going to be really good. You know, it's funny you should bring that up because I think in talking to Coach Williams a couple of weeks back, I can't remember him being as optimistic or as excited about a season as he is right now. Um, after all the health issues and everything else, you know, just it seems like the Pelicans are somewhat flying under the radar. But those of you that that know and are around this team right now have a certain sense that something special might be brewing. Is that is that what I'm getting out of the locker room over there? Definitely. I know everybody's really excited about this year. We've made some good moves. We got, uh, you know, big bodies. We got uh, great shooters. And so, you know, as long as everything goes right uh, health-wise, I think that we can definitely uh, make a run for the playoffs. And, you know, we're going to have a special team. We have, we definitely have the pieces. It's just about, you know, maintaining our health. For a guy like you that's now been in the in the program, if you will, you know, for a full year, um, there aren't many new pieces involved here. I know Ashik, you know, obviously is new, and we talked about Patrick Young as well, and I guess, you know, we'll throw John Salmons into this mix. But really, Jeff, for the most most part, mentally, or at least as far as the mo- the majority of the roster knowing Coach Williams and what you all want to do, it seems like there's not going to be a whole lot of, I, I don't know, learning uh, the program piece of it when we get to October, is there? No, that that's uh, a great thing, you know. I, being a rookie last year, I didn't know uh, really what to expect, and so uh, it was a little bit different for me. I felt like I went into training camp not knowing anything. You know, the the rookies are definitely going to feel that, but everybody else, I feel like, you know, is going to come in with the confidence of, you know, making playoffs, and that's what our mindset's going to be all all year. And um, you know, as long as we stay committed to that, I think that we can definitely do it. We finally have an NBA schedule to look at. What, what were your first thoughts when you started to look over the Pelican schedule? Um, you know, it, it was kind of just like last year. <laughs> uh, you look at it and you get really excited just because you know that the season is right around the corner. And so, um, you know, it, it just, you know, it, it's exciting just that everything's starting to come, uh, come so soon, you know. You know, Jeff, we don't, we don't play any NBA games in your home turf there in Southern California. I mean, Los Angeles is close, but not that close. And we certainly don't play any NBA games around Lawrence, Kansas. So now that you've been through the circuit once, is there a favorite city or two that you like to go play in or that does something special for you? Yeah, I, I like when we play L.A. because I have a lot of family that, you know, makes the drive. It's like a two-hour drive. Um, so that's always fun. I get to see family. and um, So that's always a good time. I also like uh, I like New York. New York's always a fun fun city to go explore and has good food. So you've got the right guys to hang out with on the food part there. <laughs> um, Jeff, when you when you look at your calendar now over the next couple of weeks, give us an idea of what's ahead, not just for you, but I think for your teammates as well. Take me from here mid-August say to mid-September. How does this all go? Um. Well, for me personally, I'm going to be working out here in New Orleans. I'm, I'm on my way to practice right now. Um, so 
So I'll be here just working out, trying to get in shape, um, lifting, trying to get uh, stronger. Um, I know a lot of guys are going to be coming in this week, and so uh, this week and next week. So, you know, we'll, we'll have a full team here probably in the next couple weeks, and then we can just start getting after it and, you know, playing pickup and just uh, getting to know each other a little bit better. And uh, it'll be a good good little uh, off season to get ready for the Preseason. Good stuff. Hey, Jeff, I wish you all the best and uh, continued good health as we get towards September. I appreciate the visit and enjoy your workout today. All right. Thank you so much. You Have got it. Day. All right. Jeff Withy with us here on the Black and Blue Report. All right. So, with that, that'll pretty much wrap up today's show here from Studio B. The Black and Blue Report is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. You can always follow on Twitter at Black Blue Report or you can follow me as well at Sean Kelly Live. Good show today. Kenny Vaccaro. Frank Caliendo, Jeff Withy, and John Stinchcomb. Very full Monday for you. It'll continue tomorrow here from Studio B as well as the Saints continue training camp in front of the hometown fans. Uh, If you did not hear about it yesterday or were unable to pick up on it today, don't forget tomorrow's practice for the Saints begins at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. It is open to the public or weather permitting. Uh, the, The practice used to be or I guess not used to be, was originally scheduled for 8.50 a.m. this this week uh, in the morning, but that changed on Sunday afternoon when Coach Payton announced that Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday would start at 11 a.m. So hopefully the rain holds off. Tomorrow we'll talk more about the special practice at Mandeville High School on Wednesday night. We'll also uh, have several visits with players after practice today that we'll share with you tomorrow, and uh, slowly but surely we'll look toward the big third preseason game of this August when the uh, Saints travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. That's on national television on uh, Saturday night. We're going to effort to bring in Ian Eagle from CBS who will be calling that game, and uh, we'll have a whole lot more for you. But again, that'll do it for today's show. Very full show. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to check out New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap later today. Uh, John DeShazer and I will recap practice Uh, here at the facility, and a whole lot more for you, of course, at NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app. Again, thanks to our guest and uh, to Daniel Salerson, too. He's uh, in a shirt and tie today looking good here at Studio B. Very professional, Daniel. Nice job. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.